and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Three Beers and a Movie. We are once again in the Raven in Glasgow and I am with Colin McKay and I am Richard Laird and we are going to talk about the films we saw this week and some other random stuff. But firstly, Colin, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking beer amaretti and uh, Italy. Italy? Italy, yeah. And Italian beer. Italian beer. Taste Italian. How, how does an Italian beer taste, sir? I want to know this. Like kind of light and frothy and a wee bit cheeky and a wee bit fruity and like it's a dry patch <laughs> and a little slap you in ass maybe that's how Italian beer tastes yeah because Italians are well known for their beer production aren't they <laughs> yes that's the thing um, I am drinking Happy Chappy yeah, from Chappie. the Scottish company Cromarty which Cromarty. I believe Cromarty 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 it's nice very tasty I like it I'm enjoying it um, it has no bubbles in it there's no bubbles in it and it's only 4.4% which is good because all one on the menu today was 7.1% so we're not going to touch that today because that would be far too damaging on a, Wednesday, on a Thursday night. Which skull fucker. I think it pretty much is called that. I can't remember. Really <laughs> I looked at it for a, a really cool name and I thought I want it and I looked at it and I went, no, 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 no not touching that any one. Any of them. It's pretty much vodka and I think that's almost. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's basically, it's good for cleaning engines I think and also getting yourself <laughs> really drunk. Um, but anyway, today we're going to talk about a few things. We're talking about Stephen King, specifically. Yep, Stephen yeah. King's uh, movie. Movie here. Also talking about the nice new film, The Dark Tower. The Dark Tower. Uh, alongside Everything, Everything, which was a nice chick flick that was out recently. Um, and yourself, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation. Annabelle Creation. Yeah. Um, but we're going to start with Stephen King on film. Um, before we go ahead, Colin, are you a Stephen King fan? Uh, huge, huge, huge Stephen King fan from when I was a young, young lad. Um, read countless Stephen King books, seen a lot of his stuff, TV shows, um, likewise. Also a huge fan of his son, Joe Hill as well. Joe Hill's good, yeah, very good. Uh, I'm a big fan of him as well. Yeah, a few of his books too. So yeah, Stephen King's um, definitely my one. Obviously Stephen King books, what's your favourite book? Oh. Um, it's in the Batman books and it's one called The Long Walk. Cool, why? Um, it's just really interesting. It's a short story. Um, the Batman books is four stories. It's a running man, rage, long walk, and kind of the fourth okay. But The Long Walk is set in this kind of dystopian future where these kind of college kids compete in this like hundreds of kilometres walk, and basically you start walking. And if you go under two kilometres an hour speed, basically you get shot. Alright, um, wow. So, so that would make the Olympics way more interesting. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, you know, the winner gets, you know, the kind of massive, massive prizes and stuff like that. Okay. You know, just kind of, just the story of this boy's kind of, you know, he kind of starts and what It's a really bizarre idea, but really... Really, I, I don't think it would ever translate to screen, which is a shame. It's almost Battle Royale a little bit to an extent. But they're walking there, they're like yeah. modern rings with Battle Royale. Right, really, with a guy falling behind you for a gun, essentially, yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Um, try and read it if you can. Well, yeah, it's in Batman books. Um, yeah. Really, really good. Um, another one, and that's called Rage as well, yep. which is a boy that takes siege of a class. He, um, King sort of um, dissed himself that one, though, hasn't he? Sort of said he doesn't like it. Yeah, he's did, he, he wants it out of print and doesn't like it. Because really, really of like, after, after like, the Columbine things and all that right. kind of stuff, there's a lot of people like, reference that book as something that inspired in some ways. Shame. The kids had copies of that book, yeah. and he sort of tried to distance himself from it. All which is a shame because these people do these things because they've got issues, which is nothing to do with reading the fucking. No, I think, he, I think I think I think from what I remember, King wrote that book as just as a, as a quick story. I there was no thought. It's, it's not thought. It was, it was a quick write. It wasn't like a, he like had out like days and years and weeks of thinking yeah. about it. It was, it was a quick write. Yeah. Right, I think he said it's almost like he said it's almost like his um, hope. You know, yeah. books, you no, know. it's four stories in the book, and they are all quick. You know, they're really, really deep, uh-huh. hundreds or so pages each. Yeah. Um, but no, if you can't get, it's got the original Running Man in it as well. Cool. Which is 
completely different from the yeah. movie, like bizarrely different from the movie. Um, so but that's your favourite movie. The long walk, what's your favourite King movie? Uh, listen, I'm a bit new to King, unfortunately. Um, I've only started reading maybe the last couple of years after I got into King. Because mm-hmm. um, the only one I've read for a long, long time is I read Desperation. Desperation, yeah. Yeah, I read that years when I was quite young. Um, I didn't really get into King as much, but then I always thought he was just a guy who was a horror writer, but everyone sort of, anyway, sort of like the cliché horror writer. Didn't jump in the bandwagon. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then you were going on about it so much, and then someone else that you were going on about it so much, I read The Stand, yeah. and like just absolutely that's when I realised that Stephen King is Stephen King. He yeah. has a reason we, everyone still remembers Stephen King. Yeah, The Stand is um, his, his opus man. I would think well, the Dark Tower run is that. You think so? Yeah, because Dark Tower is like nine books long or something, isn't it? Does it make it better than the stand? No, I mean, I've not read that tell yet, so I don't know, yeah. but the dark, it would take a long way to beat the stand. The stand, I think, is a phenomenal absolutely. book. Absolutely. Um, but also a big fan of Carrie as well, the book. Carrie's a good book as yeah. well. Um, which nicely leads on to the first Stephen King movie. Which was? Was Carrie. Which was Carrie. Released in 1974, directed by Brian De Palma, which also had in it, it was um, Sister Spacex. Sister Spacex. Like Carrie. You had... John Travolta playing Douchebag. Yep. Um, and Laurie Piper playing, playing the mother. Mom. Um, Laurie Piper got a lot, a lot of... She's an Oscar for this, Possibly, but she's I think I'm almost just one of an Oscar for this. A lot of applause for her role. She plays the mum gloriously. She's straight, batshit, horribly crazy. Um, and she does a, a splendid job. Sissy Spacek was perfect as Carrie as well. Um, she, was very, was she, she wasn't famous like before this, was she? I mean, this is more your era than I my era. Was. she had done that movie with Martin Machine that the kind of killers movie. Batman's. Yeah, I think yeah. that had been done and she kind of got her name about for that. From that? I, I could be wrong, I might be wrong. Take it the wrong way. Yeah, possibly. Um, but yeah, if not, I mean, Carrie definitely kind of raised, raised her to, you know, the, the kind of amazing actress she became recognised to be. Yeah. Um, so absolutely, Carrie's a stunning, stunning, stunning film. Do you feel, though, it's, it's very different from the book, though? Um, there, there's differences. I don't think there's ma- I don't think there's massive, massive differences. It scales um, smaller. The scale is smaller. Yeah, but much And that made the budget scale, more than yeah, anything else. Yeah, but um, it, we, we kind of discussed this before. Um, Carrie was 76, sorry, not 74. Carrie was 1976. 76. The book okay. came out in 74. Right, so two years. So th- that shows... Very quickly, you're trying to get things on, yeah, on film. Um, and Badlands was before. It was before, so I think yeah. SpaceX was on the radar anyway, but Carrie helped her again. Come on again. And no, Carrie's, Carrie's an amazing movie. Um, you know, Is it your favourite The Palma film? If I could remember any other Palma film. Oh no, that's my favourite. Yeah, movie. Like, yeah, yeah. By, by far. And yeah, Carrie's really good. Carrie's good. Yeah, yeah. The Palma and Jesus. I go on Touch as well. But you know, Carrie's a fantastic movie. It's a really good piece. And um, you think it won a great, great jump scare in it as well? Aye, um, still to this day, the best jump scare ever. And it will still catch it every time. Yeah. If you've seen it, you know what I mean. Yeah. If you haven't, it's at the very, very, very end. And I could tell you what it is, Don't. and you'll still fucking jump yeah. when it happens. It's akin to the one that's in Friday the 13th. It is, yes. But not, Friday the 13th not done quite as well. Yeah, yeah. Not, not as well. Um, yeah. It sets, it sets the standard for jump scares. It does. Well, that's it, and nothing, nothing will touch and it. And it's proof that a jump scare doesn't have to be cheap. Yeah, definitely. Because there is a sense now that the jump scare is something like you only do if you've been lazy. Yeah. Like you can't build tension, but a jump scare, if provided, if done right and done properly and, and built towards, can work really well I think still. Back in particularly kind of eighties horror, like slashers and stuff, like jump scare. Now, nowadays, a jump scare is every second scene. Yeah. And 
you know, if, if, you talk, if you say something loud enough and flash it bright enough, you're going to jump regardless. Uh-huh. With these films, it didn't depend on uh-huh. that. You know, just there was a build of suspense, and the film just kind of kept you gripped enough that when it uh-huh. did come, you, you were fucking nervous right away anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it got me every time. So I think it was due to the quality of the film yeah. leading up to the jump scare as well, whereas now it is just how loud can you make it? And you're not scared, you just react to it really, really loud. Still my, my favourite jump scare is still I don't know if jump scare but American Wheel from London when he's in the dream sequence the double dream sequence Pig face one of the masks Yeah the pig face one always yeah, gets me that, that. that It gets you as well You get that wee kind of adrenaline rush to that you know, uh-huh. You're like fight or flight for a wee second Yeah oh, fuck, you know, That got me Yeah I like that That really The second one Not as much the first one but the second and, one And again it leads up to it because the movie's so good and suspenseful and you know you kind of on your edge of your seat anyway and that's why it gets you it's not because they're just formatting every yeah. fucking second scene the Halloween's coming so we'll talk about American Woman uh, London and uh, Halloween time yes, yes. definitely um, after Carrie the next one he done was The Shining The Shining which was directed by Kubrick Stanley Kubrick um, starred Shirley Duvall Jack, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson and Batman's brothers. Maybe his most famous role, Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Or the Joker, maybe? I mean, it's, it's hard to push. I mean, Jack Nicholson, I think every every film Jack Nicholson does is iconic in many ways. Here's Johnny, though. Exactly. I would... Much, much longer. I would say, if you're going to see a poster on the wall of Jack Nicholson, the same way you're going to see a poster on the wall of Pacino, it's going to be Scarface, I think, yeah. over The Godfather. Yeah. De Niro is probably going to be Taxi Driver. Yeah. With Nicholson, I think it's probably going to be... Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Yeah, 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 I think so. And from I think that, so. and it's not to say the other films diminished. It does have phenomenal. But it, it, it just went all out for that film. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ! So what a fucking performance! Not his big performance. I think his big performance. His big performance is still Chinatown. In terms of wacky, though, know, just outright a fucking guy losing his mind. Yeah, I mean, and you can't. I'm not going to fault it. It's yeah, phenomenal. That's and that's not just. Amazing. I'm saying it's bad. I'm just saying I think I prefer Chinatown as a performance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shirley Duvall, phenomenal. Again, phenomenal. And um, like, she was on set by all accounts. Pretty much, and she was olive oil and Popeye's well. Yeah, I yeah. heard that she on the set, she was kind of put through her paces. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I know the, the, the scene on the stairs, I think, when they run up and she's uh-huh. upstairs screaming at the bit of baseball bat. Yeah. I think there's something like, like, like 80 or 90 takes of that. It's like, and the scene coming through the door as well. Jesus. I think that was at least like, double figures of like, takes to do that. Like, there's a lot. I mean, Kubrick was going to do that a lot of time, you know, he would, he would do everything that was perfect, you know, it would take yeah. 20, 30, 40, he had no problem doing that. And Which it, is why his movies <coughs> are the Yeah, and also he, he, had, he got to the point in life where he, he was a good, he was a great director, such an author of direct, you know, the, the, the art form, the artists were prepared to let him do that. You know, like an yeah. actor would be okay, oh. like, you know, if some random first time, because that would get to the 40th time, they're going to say no. Kubrick says you want to do it. You're going to keep doing it. Do you work him out for a reason? Better work with Woody Allen. Working with. He'll get the performance from you by uh-huh. whatever means, and if that means making you yeah. work for it, so be it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, after the Shining came, well, what my favourite about Shining actually the fact that King did not Scott like. Man Charles was in it. He was in the ball. Yeah, yeah. King didn't like the film. Yeah, you, you kind of mentioned it, and I didn't know that. Um, we need to try and find out why, why? he didn't like. I know he didn't like it so much that he actually himself in a TV movie of it, like in the nineties, I think it was. Which no one else. <laughs> Well, I don't know if anyone like I've never seen it. I don't think it was great. Um, no, great. But I think it's called the book more closely. Possibly, but it, again, but I think there's enough of the book in the film. It's not like you watch it and you think that's not that that book. It is. There's a lot. I mean, I'd say a good sixty-five percent of the books. You read the book, yeah? Yeah. Oh shit. Are the, are the twins in the book? Twins are in the book. Yeah. Everything that's in the movie's in the book. Right. Okay. There's nothing that's good. It's just maybe the representation of it. Some of it's seen for scene. Is the blood lifted? 
Yeah, everything. Um, there's, there's a kind of whole section, a whole part in the book, I won't without spoiling for anyone. If you haven't seen this, you have anyway. But there's a whole part about a wasp nest in the book right. that, that's never really touched on in, in the film. And I don't know, maybe King. Would that add much to the film, you think, in your mind? Maybe a bit more, but maybe to King, that maybe to him and his mind. That, yeah, that, was, that was a book. That was, that was a big yeah. part of it. That maybe you know I didn't relate to as much, but yeah. maybe that's what it is. But there was no mention of that in the book at all. But I can kind of read the book in the film. Sorry, I can see why we read the book. Why it maybe wouldn't cut well the film. Yeah. So I think it was a choice for Kubrick, maybe. Yeah. But it's much more a Kubrick film than a Stephen King. Absolutely. Yeah. For start to finish, hell, hell yeah. Hell After yeah. that, Creep Show. Creep show, um, George directed Romero. by George. We've done, uh, done all the parts, cool yeah. George. The only thing I remember about this is there was one about a guy coming back from the dead out of the sea. His wife drowns him when he comes back. He's like a seaweed monster. Right, okay. Um, to get him. Was Creep Show a book? Uh, yeah. Um, or was he just, or was he just, or just, or just do a screenplay for it? I think it was a screenplay. I don't you know, went, it went a book? I think there's a bit about birthday cake as well with a head on it and the big white yeti monster, which Real I remember okay. as well. Very, very fleet mate. Was very kind of sloppy horror to an extent. I, I can't remember seeing it. No, not really. It wasn't really that that bad. Um, it was almost. I'd probably compare it in kind of pace and stuff like that to Twilight Zone, maybe. Mm. Similar to that, similar kind of and, pace. And well, 1982, we were about the same time as Twilight Zone, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, also spawned a couple of sequels, 87 and 2007. Have you seen any of them? Well, um, I think I may have seen two, but no. I don't know if King had anything to do with No, sequels. I think most sequels he's not had anything to do with no. Yeah, yeah. But, but the original Creep Show, from what I remember, was entertaining nonsense. Entertaining And I quite fancy revisiting and now that I spoke about it. Yep, after that, one, one I watched recently um, is Cujo. Kill a dog. Is brilliant. I like Cujo. I mean, I love Cujo. Cujo. I watched it because I've seen your things. Yes. There's a lot of, I think a lot of King and Stranger Things for a uh, start, and also uh, the guy in the Stranger Things reading, could you? Yeah. I've not read it yet, but I've watched the film, and the film goes up really well. It stars Dee Wallace. Yes, Dee Wallace Stone, yeah. Yep, in it. Um, and Kujo was basically a £250 rabbit Bernard. Yes. Not just a dog, a dog the size of a small but, fucking... Yeah, yeah it's like a horse, basically. Um, yeah, it, it goes rabbit and basically fucks you up. Yeah. Um, Kujo... It, it was King, cheap. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is the first decade of King's movies, they look like movies of that time. And I think look Shining like looks movies. more, uh, Shining is a bit of a, looks like it's... A bit more polished because of Kubrick. Because Kubrick, yes. All the others, they do look like 80s movies and they probably don't. If you watch them now, you probably laugh at the effects, but back then... Could you think holds up really well? I think Kudu, I mean, I, I had, the first time I watched Kudu, I was, it was in the last nine months, I think it was. So that's the first time I've ever seen Kujo, and it holds, I think it holds up really well, because it's a really good, well-done acting for a horror film. Just off the beaten track, as Colin likes to do sometimes, and leads us down a big garden path. Um, just, there's another movie out, um, probably in the late 80s, early 90s, called White Dog. Yes. Probably inspired by Kujo. Most you definitely, yeah. I've, I've not seen it, I think the poster for it. Um, the premise of this is, and it's really good, is um, there's, this, there's this dog that, that's been taught to attack black people. Right. On commands. Okay. Um, and it it's not a good premise, it's just a premise. But, uh, no, no, not good at all. Yeah. Um, and it gets put in a pound, a family takes it over um, and would help a dog trainer to try and recondition the dog. Right. So that it doesn't do that. So once does it to a black person, the okay. dog goes nuts. And they keep doing this and doing this until eventually they get to a point where it doesn't want to attack black people anymore. Okay. But it attacks white people. Oh. So they turn that into. 
like both almost oh, okay. um, and it's a really really good movie um, controversial obviously during the summer yeah. of um, and unfortunately based in fact as well because people train yeah I think there's a lot of white people do that yeah. if you ever get a chance find it watch it it's worth watching yeah oh look at um, that one nothing to do with Kujo Kujo I was talking about essentially George of a dog yeah, yeah, pretty much. But on yeah. that level. Um, and it probably set the standard for feature features as well. Well, Jaws came before it. Well, it helps set the standard. It helps, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ten years before <laughs> Jaws came. Dude. Um, after Kujo, same year, I do, like, I adore Jaws. Um, after after Kujo, same year, actually, in fact, like, Kud Lord in 1983 was The Dead Zone. With Steve Morgan. Have you watched this? I've seen the Disney. I've never good. seen the TV show. I've read what? the book and watched the movie. Um, movie good? Movie is good. Um, Steve, uh, Steve Wal- Christopher Walken um, Walken, yeah. is off the wall again. Is he walking it up? Yeah, and this is before it probably became known as Christopher Walken. Being, uh, Christopher Walken, Walken yeah. yeah. And you start to realise this guy's pretty special and he's, he's kind of doing stuff here. Um, yeah, they did, they did, and again, much lampooned again, there was a whole Saturday Night Live kind of skit about uh-huh. him, you know, touching, oh, I can see your future and shit. Okay. Um, yeah, what Solid. Fortune. Very, very, very good. Solid. Absolutely. I've not seen Zachary Comey on it. Um, Christine? Christine, again, is great fun. You like Christine? Uh, I do. Who directed Christine? Could you wear a car? Who directed it? I don't know. No, 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 Christine. Could you wear a car? Yeah, it's George McCall. I'm going to say the guy that directed Gremlins, Joe Dante, but I have no idea why I'm saying it. Who'd be actually... I don't think I'm talking shit. No, you could be right. I'm just flapping about. We'd be really embarrassed if you said that it's actually somebody like, you know, John Carpenter or something. (laughs) Actually, maybe John Carpenter. Maybe John Carpenter. I think it could be John Carpenter. I think you're right. Christine's good fun. It is John Carpenter, by the way. Yeah, well done. Um, it, it's basically a car that, that comes alive and kills people. Um, a very cool, cool 1950s sitcom. I remember the make a car. Stanton, a non aging but always looking old, hiding Stanton. Hiding Stanton is beautiful. Yes. He yeah, always looked about 80 years old though. Uh, this kind of nerd, the outcast guy, inherits the car, um, has to feed the car's blood lost, and then gets to put more shit. I can't do this. I need to kill the car. That's a formula. But this must, this is an um, King um, Carpenter's one is it, of like a phenomenal twelve movie run of like Which nothing we'll cover one day. But yeah, Carpenter we reckon is probably the director that's had the best string continuous run with not a single movie run it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a good, discussed at a later time. A good twenty year run of like just consistent just brilliance. Yes, and this is one of them. Movie after movie. Yeah, yeah it's so good. We can remember who directed it. That's how good it was. <laughs> um, after that, um, eighty four came Child of the Corn. Which again was a really, really creepy movie. Yeah, the kids um, with the glowing eyes and stuff, didn't they? Yeah. Kids with glowing eyes. Um, the lead boy, I think, Mordecai, the character's name is, is a creepy little bastard. I can remember the first one. You'll know the kind of kid I mean. He's yeah. just this horrible little kid that you know would just pull the wings off a fly and might eat it. Even if you see the actor himself, he still looks creepy. Yeah. 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 You still. Um, a lot of chills and a lot of suspense was Linda Hamill in yeah, she's in one of yeah yeah it's really good and it's set up as you said um, <coughs> fucking plethora of sequels seven sequels none which captured anywhere near as good I do remember a TV show as well actually you could a TV show as well yeah I think um, so well, the original one uh, books were for each uh, and watched the movie uh, it kind of it just sets this constant dread man and the kids are like fucking horrible kids, kids. Man. They're, they're just and I think kids are people in the monster sometimes kids are people if you get the right kids to do it um, touched on it later but the kids in the last night's movie Annabelle Creation were dicks but, yeah, um, but creepy kids will, will mess you up yeah 
Your knowledge is on this and I don't know. Um, you've got to get at least another 10 years down the line before I get that one. <laughs> okay. Do you have a lot of homework to do, sir? I do. Well, I've, seen, like, I've seen the big ones. I've seen Carrie, I've seen um, Shining, Kujo, Creepshow. I just can't remember again the new girl. But you liked it? Oh, no, it's a really, really good film. I'm trying to think of it. Is there a reference to Firestarter and Dark Tower? Yeah. That, is that the reference There's to that? references to Logie's films. No, I'm not going to come up, but it is one to Firestarter. Uh-huh. See, I thought the reference to the Fireman from Joe Hill. No, no, no. It's to the Firestarter. Because... That and it was Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew Barrymore was the week. And she plays... And Hell Oakley's in it, though, apparently. Um, who was the man? Who was the guy in it? And Martin Sheen, apparently, Martin as well. Martin Sheen. Yeah, and George C. Scott. Big, big cast. It's a good cast, yeah. George C. Scott is a remarkable. Yeah, Firestarter, again, another success. Who directed Firestarter? Uh, Mark Lester. Don't know who he is. Nah, uh, Doug Commando. Again, it does when you watch it back. If you're look, can I mean Richard to watch each films and we understand that technology and wasn't as now that's why it comes through. Do watch it again and remember that it was made, you know, 30, 40 years ago, and you know, it's a good movie still, absolutely brilliant. Cat's Eye, we've seen that one. Love Cat's Eye. My god, I was honestly expecting to fly through Easter Day, and I you've seen every goddamn film. Um, Cat's Eye's. Drew Barrymore again. Yeah, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, James Woods. A well. stray cat is linking element of three. Yeah, follows follows this cat um, as it goes from person to person, and it kind of then ties on to the person's story. Right. James Woods' story. It's almost like the pulp fiction of cats. Almost. almost. Um, <laughs> the James Woods' story is um, he wants to quit smoking. He can't do it, so he joins this kind of extreme methods. Right. The method is that they basically put you into a cage, and every time you get a craving, they shock you. Right, okay. Um, and at one point, the poor cat gets put into a cave. But throughout the whole kind of movie, um, it goes back and forward to this wee kind of elfy creature. Yeah. Um, that kind of sneaks into this kid's bedroom. Uh-huh. And it turns out that the wee elfy creature's trying to steal the kid's breath because people think cats steal kids' breath. Right, okay. And at the end of the day, the cat saves the wee kid from the creature. But the twist is, at the very, very end, you see the cat stealing the wee kid's breath. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Directed by the guy, a guy called Louis Teague, who also wrote the Kujo. Right, okay. Cats and dogs, so he's obviously. And also yeah. Navy Seals. I would chill off. And you would uh, love. Charlie Sheen, Michael yeah. Bain. Yeah, and you would love him. Cat Eyes is really good. good. Watch Cat okay. Eyes. Um, Silver Bullet? Silver Bullet's great. Okay. Gary Bush is in Silver Bullet. Okay. Every one of these things. Corey Feldman? I'm going to say okay. it as well. I'm taking on you, I am, I, I'm, I, I keep going, yeah. I don't know who directed Corey Haim is in this Corey one. Corey Haim is in not Feldman. They are interchangeable it's though. Um, and, and it's Gary, isn't it? Gary's in there as well. Yes, Gary yeah. Bushy's in it, yes. Um, Gary Bushy in full Gary Bushy mode. Right. And Haim being cute as a button, um, you know, before all the drug abuse and shit like that. Uh-huh. Um, and basically it's Stephen King's werewolf movie. That's, that's what Based it is. Based on Cycle the Werewolf. The yeah. Book. Yeah. yeah, which is... Which is a good wee book as well. Um, watch it again. It probably feels more dated. I think it probably feels more dated than everything else we've touched on yet. Right. Um, but it's still fun. Still good to watch. And Boosie is always 
always, always, always the fucking delightful one screen. Always. Right, I know you've definitely seen this one. Maximum Overdrive. Seen it. Seen it. Who's in it? Um, Emilio West. Yes, well done. That. And it's got a big giant truck in it um, that's got <laughs> the Green Goblin's face on it. Yes. Which basically terrorises a bunch of people stuck in a gas station. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> It's fun, fun, fun. It's basically that's it's, um, it's it's like you know. Also got Pat Hingle who played um, Commissioner Gordon in the Batman movies. Oh, that's right, yeah. And also it's got Yearly Smith who plays Lisa Simpson. Who is Lisa Simpson? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the premise is um, for whatever reason, it's, I think it's Street Fighter song brings inanimate electrical items to life. Right, okay. And one of these is a big, massive truck, and they basically have these folks pens in a gas station right. and it's how they try and have to escape from this fucking gas station surrounded by cars and toasters and so it's like, like used cars but sentient yeah it's <laughs> great fun okay. um, Estevez is having a way all the time and it watch it you can so awesome well, okay. <laughs> I'm amazed about you you're doing well you're doing well, you're doing well. Right. one thing we'll get to one that I've seen yeah. Stand By Me Stand, yeah, we've all seen Stand, Stand By Me is, uh, and that's what I realised I prefer Stephen King doing these adaptations anyway, non-horror adaptations. Which you did, have you read the book Stand By Me? No, I haven't actually. Read the book. Read the book. Is the book the same? It's called The Body. Is it, uh, uh, is it good? Not as in-depth, but it is as good, yeah. It is good? It's really, really good. Um, Stand By Me, of course, was narrated by Richard Dreyfus. Dreyfus, who was in? Jaws. See, the time Do I maintain I'm named after? <laughs> Even though I'm not, I would, in my mind, I'm named after the Dreyfus. <laughs> um, so we had Richard Dreyfus, uh, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton, yeah. Fat Will Wheaton, Wheaton yeah. He wasn't fat in. Is he not fat well in that film? No, he was not. I'm sure he's fat well in that film. Corey Feldman. Feldman's in that one, yeah. Um, River Phoenix as well. River Phoenix and... Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Was she's Sean Astor in it as well? No. No, it was not. Kiefer Sutherland to play the Boost Fagger. Fat, no, Gerald Connell's fat in it. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, sweet, sweet film. Um, Who plays the bra? The older bra? C. Thomas Hill. Who? C. Thomas Hill, is that his name? No. No, he's on the road. It's uh, Cusack, John Cusack. Oh, John Cusack. He's a bro, he's a bro. Everyone's seen Stand By Me, it's a really beautiful... It's like a really proper coming age film that actually... Yeah. I've thought about this something else recently. There's a coming age film that still holds up as a coming age film. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. The Goonies feels dated and you watch it and now you go, well, it's all bullshit, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Well, Whereas Stand By Me, you watch it and go, that still feels... Even though it's completely... Most of them are looking for a dead body. It yeah. still feels real Definitely. in some way. It is a common age, you know. It's just uh, kind of friendship, bonding, trust, loss. It's, it's, it's kind of awesome. I let my, my oldest kids, um, fifteen now, and I let him watch it when he was eleven, maybe twelve. I think I saw him at that age as well. And it stuck with him. Yeah. So yeah, that's just you know backing up what you're saying. Is it's still it's still like as powerful a, now. But again, it's dated. It's, it's dated for even for you because obviously it's set in the. 40s, 50s, 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 yeah. yeah. So even when we watch it, it's dated. Still dated. So yeah. it, we're not seeing it. We want. So you don't watch. You think it's an old film. You uh, think it's a period film. Yes, yeah. exactly. Beautiful, beautiful film. And like, also, every kid's had that. They want to go on an adventure. That you know, yeah. with their friends and stuff. And it's but it's really just done. Yeah, if, if we start to finish, um, it possibly it's got to be top ten films all the time. For you yourself, yeah. For most. I mean, not for myself, but yeah, it's definitely yeah. definitely up there. One of my favourites. Yeah. After time, I meet. One of my favourites, The Running Man. The Running Man. 
Which, um, if you've read the book, nothing it, like it's, it. It's, yeah, I mean, it's like World War Z here. Do you know what I mean? That it's that different. Uh-huh. And very, 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 very. I don't give a shit. I love Running but, Man in yeah, every way. Um, as a movie itself, entertainment as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> just truly one of the great Arnold's performances. <laughs> just complete <coughs> nonsense from start to yeah, fucking finish. Absolutely. It's, just, it, it's one of the ones I go. It's, one of, it's probably the Arnold's film, other than maybe Terminator 2, that I go back to the most. Yeah, of all. It's, it's one of his best ones. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's, like, it's just, it feels just so it's army. It's an army performance, yeah, uh-huh. every line is And I love just, everyone in it, I love yeah. it's got, um, who plays, um, uh, the big American football player who's in it. I can't remember. Oh, uh, I don't uh, know the cast in it. But no, the running man's fun, you've got the, the kind of big fat guy in the fairy lights yes. and stuff like that, the, the kind of skater guy, and yeah, it's great, great fun. It's, it's just, it is the best. But it, but it is very, very closely connected to the, to, to the book. Like, read the book. The book's good, um, but it's not the movie. It's not a movie, no. But it is still worth watching. It's the film itself is beyond worth watching. Jim Brown played Fireball. Fireball. He's an ex um, yeah. NFL player. Okay. A really good NFL player at that as well. Jesse Ventura's in it. Jesse Ventura was in it. Yeah. Who played the host? Well, the host is a guy, um, an English guy, he died recently actually. Um, what's your Mick Fleet was? I mean, I've quoted really. Mick Fleet was in the film. That's probably nothing to boast about, though. I like Mick Fleetwood, he's a good drummer. He uh, drummed on me over for London. Yeah, he's a fucking better drummer than that. He is, but he's, he plays <laughs> a guy who takes the, um, the things off their the wrists, like uh-huh. the head, he plays that guy. Richard Dawson is a guy who plays... Um, right. Okay, he's supposed to family feud yeah. in America, but um, he's actually he's British. He died there recently. Oh, okay, um, But yeah, running mine, it's, it's, it's complete and utter nonsense, but fun all the way. Next one after that, Pet Cemetery. I love Pet Cemetery. Of course you do. Why do you love Pet Cemetery? It's just, it, it, it's fun, fun. Like, first of all, it's got Tasha Yar from Star Wars. Uh, Denise Crosby, her name is. Okay. Um, and, ooh, Not from Star Wars, he's from Star Trek. Star Trek, sorry. Who plays the leader? Who's the guy in it again? Dale Midkiff. Dale Midkiff as well, who was in a whole spate of 80s, 90s action flicks. And then he went and then left. And then, like, he, was in a, he was in a really kind of long-running sci-fi show, and I can't remember exactly Time what he Time tracks. Time that's it. Yeah. I only went for two years, that's not long running, sir. What's for me? What's for you? Two years is a long time for you. Um, and basically, yeah, the premise is um, they bury a pet in an Indian burial ground, um, and the pet comes alive, the kid dies, you, you get what happens from there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe the Munsters man was in it as well. Was he? Yes, the man that played. The Rick Munster? German Munster. German Munster, yes, okay. yeah. He was in it as well. I'll take your word for it. Um, uh, have you never seen it? I, I can't remember seeing it, to be honest. It's really, really, um, really, really, really good. Clancy Brown might have been in Pet Cemetery 2 as well. Um, just on a wee side. That would make it yeah. Possibly. <laughs> directed by Mary Lambert. She directed in um, the Blacklist TV show. Unfortunately, we've done, done a lot of work, a lot of TV work since right. then. Yeah, what good. I will say about Pet Cemetery, um, Dated? Is, no, fuck no. Um, it's got a real horrible scene in it where this kid does something to a man and it just even. I'm kind of. You think about, I'm, don't tell me, I'm going to watch it and see what it's like. Spike just tense and thinking about it. Okay, um, I look forward to that one. Really, really horrible. Um, we also have, after that, um, in 89, no, 1990, we're in the 90s now. Woo. The man's never been out of print, he never been off the screen for God knows how long. He's prolific. Uh, we've got the Graveyard Shift. Graveyard Shift, I think I have seen that, but I have very, very little, kind of, barely three memories of it. David Andrews, Kelly Wolf, in a very old textile mill with a series rat infestation, the workers got a horrified secret in the basement. I'm not a fan of it. Not a fan I do of it? remember it, yeah, I do remember it. And 
I don't know, it just feels too claustrophobic, there's not enough space in it, it doesn't broaden itself enough for me, I think, no, okay. it's, it's cool. what it is, I just didn't, didn't go for it, didn't get it, I don't think I've read a book for that one, so Fair far enough. this is the only book I've not read. Um, after that, one of my real favourite, Misery. Love, love Again, Misery's not really a horror movie. It, it's got a horror element to it, but it's more psychological and more sort of like... It's not psychological, it's happening to the guy, but it's not your out-and-out out horror scare. Starring, of course, James Cairn. James Cairn and well, more probably starring Kathy Bates. And both of them are... Well, well, I mean, I think Kathy Bates deals that film in a uh, big, big way. It's a horrific film. Um, you always got a penguin back the right way after watching that film, won't you? Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Quite close to the book as well. Have you read the book yet? Yeah, the book, yeah. Obviously, the book's always captured more. Yeah. The narrative's always there. There is some more of it in the book. Um, the beats were an Oscar for this one. I think the Hobbit scene in the book, I think it was different. Right, okay. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's supposed to be a beats for an Oscar for this one. And it's definitely so, because she's terrifying. Absolutely horrible. And again, much lampooned, you know, but that's how powerful it is, even yeah, now. Yeah, I think that's if you can get, if your film is so good it's lampooned, it indicates how successful it's yeah, been. Absolutely, <laughs> and that's still the standard lampoon, you know, for crazy women, that and the Glenn Close bunny boy. Yeah, I mean, I still definitely watch Misery that Hobbit scene. I still, like, I will purposely sneeze or cough or turn away. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, that I missed it, yeah. Read the book, because they do it different, but it's fucking just as different. They brutal, right? Yes. Yeah. After Misery, it was 1992, he took his name off it, but it was a lawnmower man. With Jeff Fahey and Pierce Brosnan. Did I have Keanu in it as well? Yeah. I'm thinking of something else then. Johnny Nomoy. Johnny Nomoy. I'm thinking of that, yeah. Which I haven't seen, but I don't think about Johnny. Johnny Nomoy. Johnny Nomoy has got Henry Rollins in it. This is based on a short story. This one, a very short story as well, I think. I don't think there was much story to make the movie from. This kind of more like the way you do with Phil Kedick. The idea is there, but it's taken more from that. You're almost taking a sentence and making a film movie, yeah. Back in the day when it came out, the, the special effects were mind-blowing back then. When you watch it now, you're like... Cheap. Yeah. yeah. But back then, yeah, that huge. was... You know, people were just like open jawed with this special effects extravaganza almost. Um, Jeff Fahey, it's, <laughs> I think that's why I've, I've, I've got such a soft spot for Jeff Fahey is because of that movie. Um, I won't hear a bad word about it. Okay, um, fair enough. And it's because of that. And of course, Pierce Brosnan always charms. Yeah. And even back then, you were like, you know, he's a handsome, handsome bastard. And Lord, what, 92 would be just not long before he got Goldeneye, surely. Possibly, yeah. yeah. This is him breaking out. But he's very, very handsome and charming and he plays his part well. And good, good film. Can't remember who plays a little girl in it, kind of blonde actually. She was good as well. Yeah. Have you seen it? One moment. Again, I think I have seen it, but I cannot, I can barely yeah. remember it. Yeah, but the, the visual effects back then were, were just mind blowing. Now, um, but he took his name off. It's people what um, King was not happy with it at all. Is it? I kind of get why, but it's nothing like. Nah, it's a bit harsh doing that. Now, because people like the film. I think it was quite well received. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, made a sequel, Bill '96. I haven't seen it. No, no. I don't think anyone's seen that. Yeah. Um, after that, Sleepwalkers in '92 as well. I love Sleepwalkers. It's got the board queen Alice Cridge in it. Yes. Um, she, she's in it. I can't remember who plays the son in it and did they get it as well. Um, um, I believe that I've got it here. My IMDb. Just so I can check for Collins because he's got pretty much every person spot on so far. I'm really impressed. He doesn't know any about movies, but he comes to me. He'll come to Stephen King. He seems to be on point with Stephen King. <laughs> he knows his king. He knows his king, yeah. Um, Brian Krause. Brian Krause. And Madchen Amil. Madchen Amshit. Yes, that's yes. it, yes. Um, this 
film. Twin, Shelley Jones from Twin Peaks. Yeah. One thing I really remember about this film, which is really cool, and King does it more and more, is there's a part in the middle where all these cops turn up to look at a kind of murder scene that's happened. Uh-huh. But it's all famous directors like Tor Popers and all that. So it's all like the cameos of all these other horror directors right. playing these wee walk on parts. And I think King's like that in a few minutes. Remember King in the walk on part in um, Sons of Anarchy? Yes, I do. He I played mean, the guy with the bodies. I mean, yeah. he plays the kind of that guy. Um, after Sleepwalkers, 93. Back to Sleepwalkers. He's still like a moment with Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers okay. is basically, it's almost a vampire movie, but they're not vampires, they're scary cat people. Um, <laughs> it's brilliant. It's good, okay. And, and, and the, the boy kind of starts dating the girl, interest in her mum. The mum and the boy have an incestuous relationship. Right, okay. The girl realises this, tries to run away, but um, cats come and save her because cats can scratch these things. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's glorious fun. It's absolute kitsch, but it's glorious fucking kitsch. It's best watch it. It's great fun. Well, with Ap- okay, Appleseed Walkers was an old Romero one. That's what The Dark Half. I love the Dark Dark. So one with Timothy Hutton, Ali Manigan, Michael Rooker as well. I like Timothy Hutton a lot. Yeah. Kind of always surprised that he wasn't a bigger star. He seemed like, well, like it's, bit, it's a few actors like that in the way, like, um, I'm thinking about, I keep talking, I think I named this guy, yeah. he wrote, these like Clive Owen, I think, is one of those guys. Really handsome, yeah. charismatic actor, good actor as well, and he just never got that big, that big push. That's yeah. a shame. Um, yeah. Even now, you see him on the screen, he's still. He still comes still up in a few things, yeah, he's still doing um, well, yeah. Dark Calf is the writer losing his mind. Um, Alter Eagle takes over the brain yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's good. Very good. good I have seen that one, I really yeah. did enjoy that film, yeah. Yeah, that's a good film. Um, after that, Needful Things. I haven't seen Needful Things. Wow. After, we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 21, 22 into this and you've not seen one of them. Well uh, this done. This is where I've started to tear off, so. Needful uh, Things, well, that is a hell of an effort. Ed Harris and Max von Sydow. Uh, I mean, if you remember that, that's amazing <laughs> itself. It is Max von Sydow and Ed Harris, well done. Thank you. Even it, it's still no king. Yeah. No, that's a film. I've not seen it, so I can't know about it, but we'll see. I'm going to say if it's got Ed Harris in it, it might be worth half a watch. I believe. Is it not worth it in two parts as well? No, I didn't say so. Uh, is it not? Okay. Uh, mysterious new shop opens in a small town which always seems to stock the deepest of each shopper with a price far heavier than expected. Yeah, so they go in and they say, oh, I really wish I had done this, this thing that I really, really want. And at the end, I think it turns out he's like some kind of demon or demon demon trying to take over possession of town. I've well, not seen it, but well done. <laughs> Still well done. <laughs> um, after that is Shawshank Redemption. Which probably everyone's favourite kind of thing. Maybe, not yours? Maybe, no. Well, think. not for yourself, you're a big King fan, but for maybe say, the mass audience. Yeah, yeah. Because your Shawshank's up there. Shawshank's always like near kind of top five moves all the time and stuff. It makes him realist, doesn't it? What's the actual title of the book? Something about the. Uh, Ray Hayworth from the Shawshank yeah, Redemption, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, have you read the book? Yes, I have. I have yeah. read, read the book as well. The this books, one. the books. Quite, quite close, man. Most, uh-huh. of the, most of the films in the book. Yeah, it's definitely. Not yeah, most there, definitely. It's yeah. not there. And to kind of get that. You get a bit more backstory than some people, but that's just yeah. the, the, actual, the film is there in the book. The amount of emotion they kind of pick up from the book in the film is stunning as well. Is this the first time Darabont did. Um, 
And this is Darabont is a guy who really gets king. Darabont nails, he does, he seems to understand. No, it wasn't. Because yeah, this, this is Darabont's first debut. Darabont's first debut. But he's not, not only is he right, he's, he's not really directly adapting king as well. He seems to really, he seems to really, he seems to really, he seems to really, he understands what king's trying to do and he yeah. can just put it on the celluloid and make you understand what the book's trying to tell you uh, as well. So King will take, you know, seven, eight pages of character. Darabont can get that, you know, in a kind of few frames. I'm absolutely genius at that. The interesting about this film now is, there was, I don't know, could be honest about it, I don't remember 1984, but there was no big rupla about the fact that Morgan Freeman's playing Red. But Red should be a white Irish guy. Yeah. That's why he's called Red with the red hair. Is it because he was so... So good, but it's not interesting. Now, Shawshank's now on stage. Have you seen it on stage? No, I've not. But the guy playing Red now, they pretty much always cast a black guy now. Yeah. So it's it always became, it became a, a, a role. It's really interesting you think how much hoopla there was when he cast... We're going to get to one day later on when he's done the cast of black actor that all people thought would be white and the people got mm. shit about it. Um, you know, people don't want a black um, James Bond, for example, yeah. but it's been, it'd be wrong. But it's really interesting that one, it, it, it went above it. The, 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 the actor playing the role went above and beyond. Like, you know, people yeah. forget about everything else and just watch that. But then role. when you think now, who else could have done that? Apart from David Caruso, who else could have done that? <laughs> I guess, like, who, would, who could play Red apart from Morgan Freeman? Oh, David Caruso, yeah, no one. Not David Caruso. He's red hair. Yeah. Oh, Eric Stoltz could play it. Oh, it's not David Crystal though. No, it's not. No. Well, what we're saying is that David Crystal does all roles at once were done by Morgan Freeman, are we? I think you should play every day to man, though. Okay, no. <laughs> and like, who could you have that in that role anyway? Not, exactly, he's made it so iconic that, you know, it's, it's Freeman's role. He's, he owns that. Is that, would you say that's his role? Would you, remember we thought earlier about when you think of Nicholson, you see The Shining, you think yeah. of um, Al Pacino, you see Scarface. Is Shawshank what you see Morgan Freeman as? I'm going to be a total dick here and say... What do you see him as? Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I mean, I see him as that as well, to be honest, because the first time I saw the cinema, so he's always um, Robin's Batman yeah, in that yeah, head. Yeah, I kind of see him as that. Um, but yeah, that... Most the general public who don't see, like, <laughs> like, like, you would say Shawshank's the one you yeah, identify with. I think so, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Um, um, after Shawshank... The Mangler. Which I haven't seen, but I know it stars Robert England. And it's got about two sequels as well. Has it? Yes. Um, I think it's a low, low budget. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Like, kind of thrown out, almost. I know Robert England, was it England that played the Mangler? England and Ted Levine. Okay, okay. So, that's an interesting cast. But no, I've never seen it, so I really can't comment on it. Short story, I'm going to say. But right by Tall Pooper, though. Oh, Tall Pooper, okay. Um, Short story, I'm going to say. (coughs) I believe so, yeah. Because I don't remember that. I've never read it, so it's... See, this, this is me failing this. Is this is me Dolores Claiborne? Um, I love the book. I have never seen the movie, but I do know it's got Jennifer, Jason... And Kathy Bates. And Kathy Bates. Yeah. Yeah. It's still emotional, man. A big city reporter travels oh, a small town yeah, where her mother is arrested the mother of an elderly yeah. woman she, she worked for as a maid. Yeah, she starts... Crystal in it as well. Yeah. You seen it yet? Yeah? I have. Do you remember it well? Um, David Strathairn's in it as well. John C. Reilly's in it as well. well. John C. Reilly's always good. Fairly well. Um, the, the, I was a huge fan of the book. The book was quite kind of emotional. It's uh, not horror then, it's more of a, it's no, more of a family drama. Yeah, it, the, 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 
it's emotional, man. It really, really hurts you about it. You read it and you feel. Is it kind of like that film Derek was in recently called The Judge? Similar to that? Right again. Right on that bit. Same idea. Same idea. But no, it's touching, man. It gets you. It really does. I don't think the movie as much kind of does that, but the book tugs heartstrings. Okay. Feel horrible. After that, thinner. I love thinner. Anthony Lepaglia. I love him. I've actually got a lot Is it Lepaglia? I've actually got a lot Because he's in the film you saw this week, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's in that as well. Joe Montagna? Joe Montagna. No, I've got a lot of thinking, yeah. I'm sorry, I've got him as big. This one's. Tony from. Um, Bat Tony from Simpsons. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this one's a lot of fun. This one's basically about. Um, this rich guy that, 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 that disrespects the gypsy who puts a curse on him, he's fat. Uh-huh. She puts a curse on him, making him go thinner, and basically, no matter what he does, he loses weight. And he keeps his It's a bizarre idea, wasn't it? He gets almost skeletal. Um, and then his friend basically goes all round to try and kind of reverse it by fucking terrorising these gypsies and stuff like that. Really cheap looking movie, but I love it a bit. It's so much fun. And it's really fun as well. Thinner, 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 I don't know. Tom Holland. Spider-Man. No, it's not Spider-Man, no. <laughs> uh, the guy who also wrote Child's, directed Child's play, I think oh, right. yeah. Okay. So he knows his horror stuff. Right, yeah. It is really cheap, and the budget's terrible, yeah. but it's a, a lot of fun. Um, I adore it, it's a really good You like that one? Yes, the Night Flyer after that? I don't think I've seen the Night Flyer. You've seen the Night Flyer? No. Not at all? Read the book? Nope. Not at all? what it is at all, no. got Miguel Ferreira. I love that. Yeah. A reporter is in the trail of a, a vampiric mother who travels by plane. It looks very, very TV movie ish, to be honest. Yeah, probably is. Yeah. I doubt it's got a budget at all. Yeah. After that, yeah. App People. Which I haven't seen either. App People is a phenomenally good You've film. You've seen that. This is the one about. It's basically as a, a, a kid sitting. A kid goes into a guy from, from school. And Did through that, he becomes a Nazi. Yeah. 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 Um, it's got um, Ian McKellen playing the, the Nazi general. Good um, fucking cast. Very good cast. He's, very, he's probably, my favorite, probably my favourite McKellen performance, actually. Um, it's also like Joshua Jackson, guy, the guy Brad Renfro. More probably directed by Brian Singer. Oh. One of Brian Singer's first films, his second film, he followed through the suspects. Okay. Which, wow. Yeah. What a good film. More came this, it was a film before X Men. So I'm assuming because of this film, you've got McKellen as like Magneto. Magneto. For one yeah, of the you yeah. have McKellen and Magneto. Right, so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, and um, I've, I've never it. seen it, so can you tell me all about it? It's a proper psychological horror film. There's a moment in it when you see McKellen do stuff, and it's utterly, utterly chilling. It's absolutely terrifying. You see him. You see like, like horror? Is it torture? No, not horror. It's just sort of, he, he just does. I'm not going to ruin it. He'll ruin it. Right, okay. film, but he does something in the film. Because the boy blackmailed him and he does something in the film and it just absolutely you see it every time I watch it, it still absolutely creeps the hell out, it's so oh, terrifying. Yeah, it's a oh, really good right. film. You've piqued my interest. Excellent movie, really. It's like, I think it might be the first thing I saw myself before Pizza Suspects actually. Okay. Um, and it, I think we might even watch it. Is it that I didn't realise it was that old? Ninety eight came out. Wow, right, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this. Definitely worth watching, great, great movie. Is this a is it a short story from Steve? Yeah, it's a novella yeah, and it's made it's into it. Okay, yeah. what did you do after that? Uh, well for the record we're now drinking what we're drinking, Colin? Oh, we are drinking Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Which we've had before and we like. Well, I like we do, anyway. We do. No, we, we do. do. We do like that. We do like it. We'll go for your thing. It's got a really cool kind of country-ish looking yeah. town with a landscape of trees and rolling fields. So we, we like feel Sierra very Nevada. pioneerish just now. So we, we do. do. Very nice. After that, Pupil 1999, The Rage Carry 2. Which, no, I've not seen. Not seen it. Move on from that one then. Yes. After that, Green Mile. 
Good Mel is a great film. It is one of Jill's favourite things. I have to watch it almost every year. Jill has good taste What is it? Good Mel is a great film. I'm going to die that. It's a It drags a bit. Holy shit, is it long? Yeah. yeah. It I'll goes on for a it. long time. Um, Again, Darabon? It does, yeah, but yeah, it can kind of go on a wee bit. Um, starring Tom, Tom Hanks, 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 Tom Hanks, Hanks. also Sam Rockwell and a phenomenal performance. Tom Hanks surely is the only man who can let all man touch his crotch. And he's not feel freaky. You don't snigger, you're like, oh, okay, um, let's go, let's go. Got an amazing Sam Rockwell performance in it as well. The big dude, Michael Duncan, Duncan uh, uh, Oscar nominated for that one. Yeah, he was. And you've also got the guy from, the really creepy guy who played... Did he play Tombs and X-Files as well? Yes, he did. It's the same, so you know how creepy he is because he played fucking tunes, so he's oh. creepy anyway. And he plays him, he plays him creepy like that. Yeah, he was a freaky garden as well. Also, you've got your man, the yeah. never agent. Michael Keaton? No. Andy Dean Stan. Andy up in as well. Looking at all he did back in 1980. Jamie's Benjamin Button. I think, I think, look, he's, he's not aging, but he's just, he, he's he's just, just a mole. He's been old. He just, he just hit like 800 and the time yet. Harry looks the same now he did when he was an alien, which is he <laughs> looks a fucking <laughs> ancient and alien and he still looks old. And back then he was a fucking kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's a great, great film, but I do think Upon rewatches, it does kind of slow down a bit much. Yes. Yeah. Again, but the first time you see it, it, it fucking punches you. You're willing really to give it that because it is so good. You're willing to forgive a little bit of the the little yeah. bag for. And testament again to Darabont's understanding of the, of the some of material. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, after Good Mile Hearts in Atlantis, Anthony Hopkins. No, no, that's that. Kuzak in it as well. Possibly, yeah, I've not seen it. I don't think it's a horror, is it? Move on, Dreamcatcher. Awful, truly is awful, it? yes. Who's in it? Tell me. Jason Lee. <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee? No, Jason Lee. Ja- Jason Lee? Jason Lee. Oh, okay. it's, it's not a good film, man. It's just, it's just a bad movie. Is that a horror? Yeah, also got Morgan Freeman in it. So also got Thomas Jane in it as well. Which would, yeah, <coughs> Darabont, Thomas Jane, The Mist. Is that what that's all coming I don't from? think Dreamcatcher's Darabont, no. No. No, it's not. Okay. No, it's Lawrence Kasdan. Very done. I'm just checking it out for you right now with all his characters there, I'm trying to think. He's actually a writer on, you know, Empire Strikes Back, but can direct. Obviously for sure. fucking lighting yeah. a bottle then. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, Damien Lewis as well, Timothy Oliphant, Tom Sizemore, Donnie Wahlberg. I don't like Timothy Oliphant, I don't get him. Yeah, I'm a good fan. Anyway, it's a good cast, but it's just a dumb film. Yeah. Uh, a film that could be great, but it really fails. In fact, it's kind of all about aliens and parasites invading Earth in a small town. I would say skip that and watch the Ben Affleck one, Phantoms. Because oh, Ben Affleck is, is, is the bomb. bomb. And Phantoms <laughs> um, watch Phantoms instead, far better film. Um, after that, Secret Window. Which I haven't seen. No, it. I've Johnny Depp, not seen that one either. This is my downfall now, so it is. Um, 1408. Which I have not seen. John Cusack, Samuel yeah, not seen that one either. Okay, it's a real um, The Mist. I love the That's a great movie. I've only seen that recently. Um, I like, watched it recently as well, actually. the last year, the first oh, time yeah, I've seen it. a great double disc in the house of it as yeah. well. It's um, done by, again, by Darabont. Yeah, Darabont and Thomas Jane is Thomas the, the, the It's a scene of the convenience store with the, the, the big glass windows and shit seen hitting them. Yeah. Really well done, really creepy. Um, and possibly one of the fucking best endings ever. It's a great it's ending, yeah. Jarring as well. Jarring ending, yes. Horrible. It's like, did that happen? One of those ones that like, you stop it and you're just like... You're numb for a bit. You got your, if you go, you're rewinding it, you go. Could it do, is really? that, yeah, that's the end. You're kind of stunned, and you're like this kind of. Basically, know what that one is. Um, in the film, Thomas Jane, an artist. 
Yeah. So in order to get into Kaida to play an artist for like the two scenes he's painting in that whole film, he studied the guy who drew all the Indiana Jones posters, the great posters. Uh-huh. Studied him for about, about six months trying to get into the into the mind of how to be an artist. <laughs> and the guy saw the film went, yeah, he did everything wrong. So after all, it just like, yeah, he's probably. I kind of like Thomas Jane, but I don't think he's a great. You don't see him as a method actor, no. do you? You don't really see him as that, no. That's off, Mr. Jane, if I could try, no. Yeah. Uh, for the two scenes you're in. Uh, no smoking, seen that? Uh, no, I don't think that was Steve King. No, thank you for smoking, just called No Smoking. Ah, right, okay. No, but not. Uh, I wonder if that's related to Cat's Eyes, though, because uh, the whole No Smoking part of that. I'm going to investigate that later. Uh, Dolan's Cadillac? No. no. Carry remake, do you like the Carry remake? No. Um, I think it was horribly miscast. I think Chloe Grace Martinez was... Carrie was, you know, she wasn't this, this kind of pretty princess. She, yeah. she, she was, you know, an ugly duckling. Who invented the role, you think? I don't know who they invented no. it. What I didn't like about it as much is it wasn't a retelling of the book, it's a remake of the Palma. Yeah, it did look good. New, it just took the yeah. palm and remade it again. Too shiny. Yeah, and it felt almost like a female director, so it was something to get the female mindset. I didn't think it was any different from the Palmer version. No, it didn't, didn't do much at all. No. And I just think she was miscast. Yeah, I think they needed to. Maybe in my fucking ballad or something like that. Yeah. She was a bit younger, something like that. After that, a good marriage. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. No. Yeah. Uh, Mercy. Never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. The cell where. Which I want to see because I've heard, I've heard it's so I, bad. I like the book a lot, very right. Um The film's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. Um, yeah. and Halle Berry. Uh, Hal- is it Halle? Halle Berry? Is it Halle? Halle? I'm going to say Halle, but that's just me. I don't want to say Halle, I don't know. Um, let us know if you know what it is, because obviously one of us is... Halle. Halle, Halle, Halle. Um, the book's good fun. I really enjoyed the book, and the book got me excited about the movie. Um, and then the movie fucking panned, okay. <laughs> universally panned. Um, I have got the house ready to watch. You know, um, you're no, I was intending to watch it before tonight yeah. so I could chat about it. Just sadly, yeah, it. just not found time. Right. So I'll try and watch it. We've spent an hour nearly talking about Stephen King film, it's amazing, which I'm really excited about. And that's not TV, so that's not me yeah. talking to start. Don't get me no. started with start. Out interest, just out, just generally out of interest, just very quickly. What Stephen King book is out there that you'd like to see as a movie? It's not been done before. The Long Walk. The Long Walk. I think it can be done. The Long Walk. That's a ch- that's a challenge. Yeah. I, I think it can be done. I like Insomnia. Have you ever read Insomnia? Um, I don't know that I have. Desperation was made into a TV show. Mo- TV, yeah, uh, like a TV two part. I think. Oh, and Desperation, and there's a. That was the, the, the kind of two books. There was Desperation and another one as well, which links on to it. And I've got maybe two flips of the coin easily. Not sure. I'll find out for you. Yeah, Insomnia's good. I like Insomnia. The guy can't sleep and starts seeing that people's death. Um, like spiral thing in their head, he knows how long they die for, oh, and yeah. someone coming to collect them and stuff like that. Really creepy and dark, and really, could be really done really well, could be really something special, but in the right hands, obviously. Uh, which moves on to the most recent Stephen King movie. Uh, that was Based on his magnum opus, yeah. which are about, is it eight books long, seven books long? Um, I think initially it was seven, but it seemed to split one book into two, I think. Right, so okay. Alright, I'm, I'm on your, I'm on you. Um, this is an interesting one because I've read the books and I'm a huge fan. I do still think it's the cheapest ending ever, okay. to, I, I conclude. To, to invest so much time in all these books, right, the ending... So don't ruin it, I've read it yet. No, no, you're a dick, Stephen. Don't ever fucking do that again. Uh-huh. So, it, I, I, it's going to be interesting hearing you 
Eisenhower, who knows, 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 um, he's a, I believe, Danish director. Um, the film stars Iris Elba. Idris and Idris. Idris, Idris, I'm not really sure. Idris, not again. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Um, Tom Taylor, who's in the lead, sort of the lead role almost, you would say, in many ways. He's a wee boy. He's a wee boy, yeah. Yeah, nothing actually. Yeah, pretty much his debut. I bet TV, that was it. Um, and also, you look alike, Jack Errol Haley. I think you do a little bit. Um, the story of the film is, can you please give a rough idea of the story? Of the story Jesus, right, okay. Um, What's well, the only line of the film again? Is, like, there is a tower there at the world's end. There are worlds are Basically there's a tower that's set in the universe and that protects all the light and if the tower's destroyed, that's what the veils. That's, I've just told you the, the, the yeah, film. Yeah, it's basically the plot of the film. Matthew Connie yeah, plays a man in black who's trying to destroy the tower. He's basically the evil incarnate. Yeah. His job is to try and destroy this tower so that he can unleash the hell and Iris Elba is sort of the last reign of a, a last line of a, like a gunslinger. These gunslingers who are sworn to defend the tower uh, in his world, yep. um, and it all falls back on a wee boy, Jack Boy, from the air, uh, who finds his way into mid world, which is their world, uh, and meets up with Iris Elba and tries to fuck over Matthew. Because the tower can be brought down by the mind of a child. By the mind of a child. Okay, is that yeah. in the books, by the way? I don't. That seems bullshit to me. I don't think it is, but it could be wrong. Don't that seems almost as bad as the loom of fate that they had in, in um, Wanted. <laughs> the loom <laughs> of fate. Let me go first. I want to hear because I, I kind of know the background, so I can fit in a lot of blanks in the movie that I'm thinking maybe you didn't. Okay, um, I thought it was very, very weak. I was a very weak film. I thought it was, the story just they seemed half arsed all was the time. Was it coherent? No, it wasn't. Why? No, I mean, I got the reason what was gonna, what would happen if this came down, but then, oh, like, the mind of a child. I'm like, why? Why would a mind of a child bring in a tower? I don't get that. <coughs> McConaughey's motive for doing such didn't seem very clear. Um, I thought the visuals, at times, looked very cool, but some of the some of the effects work was awful. There were a few open moments of some, some CGI. Some some are good. Not some all, some, some yeah, are all right. There's a few you're watching. You kind of that's a TV. They've done a really annoying thing with McConaughey where they overdubbed his voice. Also, he's done the lines on set. Yeah. They went back in the and they've done it over again and they've sort of overdubbed it and it, I think it's really off-put and really distracting. Why did you do that? I think it would be different more than maybe. Just a demonic? Yeah, an, an, an outer earth type of like, like, character makes people realise really, this guy's not. I mean, not. I don't know if, he, I don't know if human's the right word to say, but he's not of this earth type thing, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, that seemed really meh to me. Um, also, he didn't have a lot to work with, to be honest. But in terms of the character, the character seemed very one-dimensional. Evil. Evil, yeah. <laughs> um, Idris and Idris. I thought he was solid enough. He'd done what he could do. He, was, he would look cool. Swagger. But Is Idris Elba a new Denzel? No. Because okay. Denzel's still doing Denzel. If you watch the most recent film, he's in the one where he plays the guy who goes after people who... Oh, the equaliser. Equaliser, yeah. right. There's a scene in that where he walks away from the gas explosion. Yeah. And he like Denzel is still doing better than anyone else. He's still cool as hell. Um, it felt to me like 90s sci-fi fantasy. Okay. Which is it like, it was fine in the 90s, but now we're not in the 90s. I, I think an audience is smarter and demands better. Yeah. And that's, that was just my feeling of it. Uh, if you want to know, I thought the wee boy was good. Good. Yeah, it was alright. But, but wouldn't at times, but he's a kid. 
I've not read the books, so I don't really can't tell, but I know people have told me this whole video very depth, very deep, very expansive, there's a lot of story there. And if this is the best you could do with all of that source material, it felt like a really weak entry. Um, and right. I don't see it spawning a universe. What they're doing is, um, to my understanding, it's doing a TV show. Um, I don't see it happening now. Starting it at the cell And this is Lady Crown. But the, the seven books, uh, eight books, yeah. the, the first book came out when I was a kid, right. way, way, way back. Uh, and basically, it was a story of um, this gunslinger traveling across the desert, being chased by the man in black. Uh -huh. And this kid from there falls into the world. And that was it. Years, years, years later, King picked him back up and spawned the world series. Um, they've kind of taken bits from all the books and smashed it together. The best book in it is, is the second one, which is called The Drawn of the Three. Uh -huh. Where basically these three humans come to this world and, and they kind of build this, this posse almost. And it is so interesting and amazing. Uh -huh. And that would have made a much, much better movie than right. what they've done here. And if they're going to try and use that as a TV show, I think they've kind of really but which is worrying. <laughs> the TV show I think might go in the back burner now after the, the real the panning this film has gone critically. The lack of interest generally seen by audiences. Has it made money? I don't think it has, sir. I think it's I think it's been it's, it's struggled to make money. Yeah. It pretty much bombed itself. I think that could put, I mean it could, there's no doubt. Something like HBO, Showtime, something that could take this on and do something, but it could be a while. I mean, Watchmen's getting picked back up again for a TV show, but that's been a good, what, eight or nine years before that happened, so... And Dark Tower language and development held for a long time. Yeah. Ron Howard tried to get off the ground for a long time and just couldn't get off the ground. They could have done it over seven years. They could have done a movie per book. Uh -huh. It would have made sense. More sense than the movie now made. Um, no one likes waiting a year to see it. Yeah. It's a but, you know, each book... It's good enough. It kind of slides in the middle, but I suppose books four and five are a bit iffy. But um, yeah, each book's got enough in it that you could have done a solid fucking movie out of each book. Yeah. It would have made complete and utter sense to me or anyone else. And you know, made them a lot more money as well. Yeah. The same cast would have worked for it as well. But yeah, they've, did, I think they've just taken far, far too much, put into a wee small space and it's not worked. Like, there's a whole. Like in the movie, there's a bit of the house. Yes. With a wee boy in the house and all that. In the book, that's all explained beautifully. Yeah. You know, why he's going to the house in the first place. Uh. What happens in the house. In the movie, it's like a five minute scene. Yeah. He's in the house, shit happens, he goes out of the house. That's it. And that, that's the problem is you don't know any of this shit. You, you're just like, yeah, the house attack your boy. There's a whole fucking story. Uh. Um, the scene in the club with the kind of skin coming off, uh -huh. that's in the book, but it's done much, much better. Yeah. Um, there's just so much in the book that would have made a better movie than the, the kind of, for some reason, chosen. Just movie. for yourself, underwhelming is best one to describe? I think so. I mean, I still, because it's the Dark Tower, uh -huh. and, and I'm an by the Dark Tower, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, to some degree. Yeah, but because of I know the source material, uh, and I think if you don't know the source material, then yeah, you're going to feel cheated to uh, you know, enjoy it. Out of 10? Out of 10, I'll probably give it a 5 because of the source material. If I had read the source material, I'd probably give it a 3.5 or 4. I'm more than that, I'm giving it a 3. Yeah. 3 out of 10, I was, I, I was honest, I was bored. Yeah, and if I'm bored, the worst thing you can do in a cinema to me is make me bored. Yeah. I'll take. 
bad, but in some way I'm like going, oh, like, wow. Like, I watched Sharknado 5 this weekend, right? Again, yeah, I know, but then at least then I'm deriving some sort of, like, this is stupid and it'll keep me entertained for 90 minutes. If you bore me, if you make me uninterested, then I'm tuning. I, that's when you lose me, that's when I, I, I cut off. Yeah. And this board was a long chase, right? And I think that's made the difference is where is your board? I can, my brain will fill in. Maybe refill in the stuff that happened. I think, oh yeah, I remember that, and I'll kind of give the narrative on it. You don't have that to fall back. Well, once, I, once I reread the book or read the book for the first time, I'll maybe go back and watch it again and see how I feel after that. But that could be 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a lot of fucking So, I missed opportunity, I think, to best Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I do hope the TV show gets off the ground. And I hope they do go back to the book I was talking about. The second book was really an amazing TV yeah. show, but I fear yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, after that, um, well, we've got one that I saw this week. By my, well, not by myself, I took my lady to go and see so it. You were made to go and see it. I, I, <laughs> she's been sitting around watching crap for me for a while, so I took her to see a film called Everything, Everything. Um, directed by Stella McGee, I think his name is pronounced, uh, her name is pronounced. Um, directed a film called Gene of the Joneses, which I've not seen, so I don't really know anything about it. It's basically a story of a girl called, name I can't remember, but act, actress played by Amanda Stenberg, who's got a disease which has got to stay in the house all the time. And What's the disease? What? I've seen the trailer. What's the disease? It's basically an immune disease where if you pick up like, even the flu, it'll kill you. Right. Okay. okay. So she's basically in a bubble. Bubble boy, basically. That's what she is. in this house, very nice house somewhere in, I think, California it is. Um, and she's confined to this one, one, one house. <coughs> Luckily for her, across the road moves in Nick Robinson from Jurassic World. Okay, from that. Who seems to be carving himself a career. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he turns up. Luckily for her, he's a very attractive, handsome young boy. And it's not like me moving in next door. My picture will be going, well, I'm going to stay inside. You know? <laughs> um, basically, they fall in love across text messaging. And he can go to visit for like 10 minutes and all that kind of stuff. And, Eventually she decides she wants to brave her, make, be brave and leave her house for one day, a couple of days, to go with him somewhere. And that's where the story kind of goes after that and then stuff happens. Um, it's tapping into the whole Fault in the Stars vibe. Yeah. Maybe about tween, a pay, maybe paper Very much a teen drama. Very cute. Maybe overly cute. Like, like Robinson and Stenberg in the lead roles are just so cute and sweet together. You think, oh, it's just, it seems so unreal. Like there's a bit that I, I hate to do it in films now. Where they put the text messages on screen, and don't it really annoys me. Coming a thing, isn't uh-huh. it? But at no point after being conversed with this girl for like for days and days and days on end, the girl has got a massive chest on her. Does he ever say, "Let's see them"? Which we all know, as a gentleman, he's going to ask that at some point. He doesn't do it, and I think that is an unrealistic cinema. Like I want realism in my cinema, and he would be asking to see her boobs. He was a gentleman. I, I don't think so. No, I'm a gentleman. I think we still ask. <laughs> I think I'm the last fucking true gentleman there, sir. If you saw the size of these things in this film, you would be asking. Um, they're all very likeable. It's got a third act turn with the mother, um, played by Anika Nawi Rose, who does the voice of Princess and the Frog, Princess and that. Okay. Um, does lots of TV work as well. That even Jill saw coming. And I think it's in the trailer as well, to be honest. But even asked Jill, did you see it coming? She went, yeah, you saw it coming at a mile off. There's like sort of two ways it's going to go. One was stupid, one was stupid. Oh, it right. picked stupid. <laughs> yeah, so it, it wasn't. It, it's. For what it's trying to be, it's fine. I think Jill liked it a lot more. She'd probably give it maybe a, seven, a six or a seven. I would give it a four, a, 
out of 10 because it just didn't really hit me because it's not meant to, it's not aimed at me. But there's nothing particularly, particularly awful about it, but just... Yes. Gentle Sunday evening. Yes, I think the audience that's aimed at will enjoy it a lot more than the audience myself who's not aimed at. I think the problem me and you, sir, both is... is we have no heart. No, no, no. We've seen... Uh, me, Erin, the Dying Girl. Yes, and, it's and a, that's our benchmark now. Uh-huh. And do you know what? That's a fucking that bar's yeah. so high. Aye, that absolutely. That any kind of tween drama is going to fall short, and I think that's the problem. Is we've had that, and we want we demand that all the time now. And you're, you're not because that seems to be a, you know, a phenomenon. That movie yes. like, wow, really done I think well. That's the problem. Right. How how was the boy? Was his name? Is it Nick Ross? Nick Robinson. Wait, in Jurassic Park, I thought he was rubber. In this, he plays, I'm very pretty, look at me from a distance, I will very, very limited in the dialogue, but everything I say, you're going to love me for it because look at my smouldering looks. Right. It's, okay. it's a look I, I, I do myself. Do you think he's potentially going to be the next Dane to have? Nah, I don't, I don't think so. No? I think you'll drift away quite soon. Yeah. Like, like, I can't get it. Yeah. Out of 10? 4 out of 10. Wow. I think Jill would probably go 7 or 8, maybe. Everything's everything. Seven or eight? Yeah, Jill liked it. it, it, it Jill, um, narrative, Jill nods in agreement. Yes, yeah. good on a podcast. <laughs> um, it aimed, the audience who wants this film will enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And after that, we went to the film that you saw. Which was um, Annabelle Creation. Directed by David F. Sandberg. Who directed Lights Out. Okay. Lights Out, I, I, I had really great premise, didn't really deliver the way I wanted to do, but a good I idea. I enjoyed Lights yeah. Out, Annabelle Creation, Sir Sir Buzz. Was um, it bad? Yeah, I fucking hated it. I really enjoyed um, The Conjuring. Um, yeah, I love The Conjuring. It sets up Annabelle. I don't think it was, I didn't, it wasn't as scary. People say that it's, I'll, I'll, I'll be scared. Conjuring scary? I didn't think so. Okay, fair enough. But I'm fucking desensitised because yeah. I'm a horror fucking buff. Um, I would like Conjuring got me, Conjuring kicked me out. I watched Annabelle. Um, the first Annabelle? First Annabelle. Bye. I've seen it in the cinema. I've seen it just last week with my brother because he hadn't seen it and it's fucking bad. It's very bad. Um, watch this. Now, this is a prequel of a prequel. Yeah, it's a prequel. And it's fucking bad. It's bad again. Because it still doesn't tell me. Basically. The premise of it is, is the, the, the dolls. The, the, the dolls are fucking. Co- the dolls still the Conjuring. Oh. I, I, I fucking know that Annabelle oh. you know give me more so who's giving kids these creepy dolls oh, I tell you how I mean, it's basically who's in the film first of all um, Anthony Pagliari I've got Anthony Pagliari's story can I tell Anthony yeah, I'll tell you when you okay, go 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 we'll read Anthony Pagliari's story <laughs> listen to the kids I'm like bother this one <laughs> go you're the real first it's your film you right go. okay so me and Lorraine the other night she wanted to watch so I'm going to relax mother uh huh um, and this is like three nights ago, we, we watched it, okay. and it's after the pack where I make mean, layers in it. And we were just watching, and I'd kind of watched it a few weeks ago with my wee boy as well, but there's a scene in it where they're in the house, and the dad's doing his Scottish routine, and uh-huh. Tyler's sitting beside him, and Lorraine points out, he's actually copsing, he's just cops, he's just gone. Uh-huh. And I had those, but see when you watch him, it's just proper fucking buckled yeah. like, by a Scottish routine. Yeah. And just through most of the movie, just whenever you watch the tagline, he's genuinely just pure fucking, you know, he's just muffed and laughter and he's just gone with this fucking scenario. It's brilliant, it's beautiful to watch. Get the well pack listed right now? Yes. Mine's a better one than <laughs> I. It involves a Pagley himself. Okay, go. Cool. Okay. Um, back about 10 years ago, 11 years ago now, me and Joe were walking through Sydney. Um, and there was Sydney United were playing LA Galaxy. The Pag- when Declan played for Galaxy? Yes, that's a big oh. thing, okay. So the Pagley co-owned Sydney United. 
was in the FC, he owns part of them. Right? He's Australian. He's an Aussie boy, yeah. That's Adelaide, yeah. That's he, he always said, but I think he's ashamed of now, is he had his accent. He can't go back to his accent now. Oh, he, he, he's covered up so much to come to America. I did not know that. Yeah, so he's a Aussie boy. Um, anyway, he also, he's also Scottish family. He's the only way he likes the Axe Murphy. He's a big Rangers fan. Okay. okay. Anyway, we are walking through Sydney and there's a big gala event thing on, big red carpet event on for Ellie Galaxy with David Beckham. So all the players are walking up and obviously the press, every fan is running towards Beckham, running towards all these football players who everyone loves and all of it. I notice as they're walking by, LaPaglia getting out of a car. LaPaglia is walking the red carpet, at which point I give a yell, LaPaglia, you fucking rock in Empire Records. LaPaglia <laughs> turns. Gives me a little nod and a smile, and we move oh, on. Yeah. I was delighted that I got to tell the pad that he rocked an Empire Records, one of my favourite films, and I got to give him that you, in the My Empire Records is better than your Empire Records story. Yeah. Right, 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 story. Anyway, in this film, Miranda Otto is a girl who's also in this film as well. Miranda Otto. It's in um, Annabelle, the new one. I think she's working with the older lady in it. Oh, she was in um, Order of Rings as well? Yes, yeah, she's, she's yeah, in Order as well. Yeah, yeah. Again, that, that makes sense. Basically, um, man makes a doll. He's a doll maker. Gets all the way dolls, um, breaks down the highway. Daughter gets run over and dies when he's changing within his car. Um, Twelve years later, they become housebound, decides to atone somehow by taking in these girls from the orphanage right. and their sister, the nun who's fucking terrible in right. her name, she's dreadful. Um, girls start so haunting the place and she embodies the ghost of this doll. And a bit of doll. No reason at all, because yeah. she never fucking had the doll at any point. Why would she have got it, yeah? Bumps and jumps, and honestly, 
it, no, it, it ran for just over 90 minutes. And it, it, I think it closed at like two hours actually. 45 minutes in, I was wishing I was fucking over it. No point did I do more than back Island at any of the skiers because they just didn't happen at all. Shitty, no. shitty movie. Out of 10? Out of 10. Four. 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 Maybe. So not a good week? No, it's not a good week at all. No. The best thing I've seen this week is so I'm added to the next murderer. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the Stephen King chat. That was enjoyable. Yeah, but was but the actual um, film this week, not good. I've seen not good at all. I'm disappointed it's in a big way for me, especially Dark Tower, which yeah. is a massive, massive fan of the book. So it's just a shame that it's no came to fishing that you know, what it could have been. Uh, hopefully the TV show atones for that, but if... If ever happens. Coming next week, they've got a few things out next week, so we're getting to that point where a lot of releases, not any big releases, but a lot of good releases. to shit before Oscars. We're getting to the point where we might actually do something like even get Oscar bound. Also, we've got American Made with Tom Cruise. Which I always like Tom, so I'm interested to see this. We've got Logan Lucky. Trailers look amazing. It's been bombing in reviews, but do you know what? A review is just another I've heard, opinion. I've heard, so I've heard better reviews, but it is also from Soderbergh, so I'm always going to be interested in what he does. Yeah. Uh, we've also not seen the Hitman's Bodyguard that we're going to go and see. Which we're going to go and see. Which is still. And we also have. We have Detroit. Detroit as well. Which looks really tense. Yeah, Captain Bingo, Hot Walker. I mean, a woman who can do tension in something about to go to Powder Keg, Maggie James Cameron, she knows her shit, she knows it's going to go on. Speaking of James Cameron, to the segue, yeah, that was oh, good. Oh, such a genius. On you. Tuesday, we have the re release of Terminator 2. We're going to go and see Out Terminator for one night only on 3D. We cannot wait. It I is am. the ultimate action movie. I it's honestly cannot wait. Yes, yes. We are sitting about two rows in the front of the biggest screen we can possibly find. It will just consume us. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure we'll chat about it next week. Well, you're very pleased to get it not only that. I tried because I have seven short and it's booked up. And 7.45 is almost bigger than Bill. I think it's kind of a good audience in this one. I'm looking forward to it. It's to be booked up. It is booked up. Uh, but we'll talk about that next week. Um, I've been Richard Laird. I've been Paul McKay. You've been listening to Three Beers the Movie. And just once again, everyone, check us out. Number three, Beers in the Movie. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and at gmail.com. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Give us a review. Give us a thumbs up, a like. Email us. Let us know what you think. Um, this is a sign- Three beers and a movie.